Technorama episode 697. Me on a job application versus me in real life. <laughs> Well, hello and welcome to Technorama. This is a show that takes a lighthearted look at tech, science, sci-fi, and all things geek. If this is your first time joining us, thank you. Thank you very much. And if you're returning, watcher, listener, uh, lurker, <laughs> welcome lurker. back. I am Chuck Tabasi from Phoenix, Arizona, and right over there is Craig Stepp. How are you? Hey there, Craig. I'm doing good. How are you doing? You're on the right-hand coast. Well, I'm trying to... F- it, I don't know. Yeah, I'm over here. Oh, I'm on the right-hand coast? Yeah. Yes, that's right. And I'm right. I'm next door to the left-hand coast. Yeah. Well, I do have a question for you. Is, yes. are you on your job application any different than you want, than you are in real life? I only put truth on the job application. Because if you lie on your job, uh, on your resume or a job application, someone's going to find out sooner or later. Hmm. Bad idea all around. But we're not here for career advice. Although we may give did, some in our Patreon show. Well, I, I did uh, fudge my first resume. <laughs> Said you had a college degree? You were in the military? No. You, you, worked guy, for, you worked for Santos, the guy who was lying all over the place on his... <laughs> no. Actually, my my boss at the time, him, his uh, his nephew was was a friend of mine at school, so that's how I knew about the job. So I, I, couldn't, I couldn't fudge it too much, because he... Knew I was a high school student and or just got out of high school and uh and then cursively knew me uh beforehand, so I, I couldn't go too far off the rails, but I did uh fudge a little bit of yeah, I know how to do that, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, I went to college, I drove right up to the building and dropped off my brother and then drove yeah. away. I went to the college, <laughs> I walk across the campus all the time, it's right next door. <laughs> so. Well, we had a question of the week for you, everybody, last week. Let's see what happened to that. Let's play the traditional music first. Letters. Oh, we get letters. We get your letters every day. Mailman, mailman, mail today. Reach right in and pull one out. Oh, letters. I love those letters. Let's find out what you've got to say. Way. Yes. Says, Sup? Sup? <laughs> Cats up? Yeah. Up the tree. Well, wait, our question of the week was what? Yes. Wait a minute. We're getting we're getting a lot of feedback here. What's creepy? Um, it was either your pictures or me flipping this technorama oh. thing back and forth. Oh yeah. Oh, he must have been. Yeah. He was probably yeah. like. Anyway. Yeah. Our question last week was: What are you hopeful for in the new year? Movies shows anything well the anything really opened the floodgates on this one we'll pick some of the best that we've got which isn't saying much but thank you for everybody who responded uh we got one from charles helms says you've got this that's what he's hopeful for <laughs> he's hoping that we got it okay you got are you are you looking at the notes or am i going to read this all myself no steve london says the perfect <laughs> project with accurate use cases, stories, and crystal clear goals. Uh, keep dreaming, pal. 
That's good I stuff. Know, yeah, that's right. <clears throat> I know it's easier to achieve world peace. Yep, that's right. But that's some new models. Uh, but that and some new models to build. Just put it in uh, in an order for Pinta. What? By. <laughs> I'm trying to. What? I'm I'm getting lost here. Of course. We're out of context. Yeah. He's looking forward to uh, building uh, a whole bunch of models. Yes. Knowledge 23. Yes, that's coming up. Yeah. That's our that's yeah, our work conference. That's, yeah, it's our work conference and it happens in Las Vegas this year. And it happens in how many more days? 125-ish. <sighs> <I don't remember. laughs> yeah. Well, I got people to help now, so it's not so bad. We'll get there. Just need to fulfill my goals for 2023 with the new ServiceNow certificate to go. And we're going to talk about goals on our, uh, Craig, mm-hmm. some of Craig's and my goals on the Patreon show. Uh, John Kratzer says, more money for new tech. Hmm, I'm hopeful <laughs> for that too. Hope it happens. Yeah. yeah, he's hoping that Donna will okay some purchases. <laughs> I just added a new thing to my Amazon wish list. It's nothing okay. major. I need some I need some blanks for my audio rack. There's a whole bunch of places where there's just like open wires. It's like, no, you need one of those blanks that you could just block off and not see the garbage from the front side. But yeah, you know, minor uh, stuff. They're not use cheap. Plywood. Use plywood. I've seen plywood. That. They screw the plywood to a a, a nineteen inch rack. That looks great, Craig. I've seen it done. Uh-huh. I've seen in <laughs> crappy data centers in my life too. Okay, what I else say you I got? I did it, but uh, I've seen it. Um, a lone guy's night says a functioning democracy. Man, keep wishing for that too. There's a, a few of those around here. Mike Wills also says I'm hopeful for less insanity by our leaders, and then Sean Brockman starts on and says less war, more solving problems, less political agendas, more actual long term plans and execution, more mm. learning, less stupidity. And my favorite, which he saved for the end, and so did I, more tacos. <laughs> more tacos. There you go. <laughs> Eat all the tacos. I like what was it. That they said, uh, what was that? Uh, Eat every. Um, what was, who was that? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Warren uh, Zavon, he said uh, he had that uh, song, Eat Every Sandwich. Enjoy Every Sandwich, excuse me. If you say so. He did. Okay. You should know, Mr. Carrier. We're moving on. Another letter from our listeners Which leads us right into the history. On this day in history for January 11, 2023. It's going to take a while before that just rolls off the tongue, isn't it? It's like 2022-3. Yeah. I, I write it. I can write it now without having to think about it, but I just haven't okay. said it too much. This is the 11th. Th- you know, this would have been my 35th anniversary at my old job. Wow. Oh, really? Yep. January 11th. It was Except my original hire date. let you go kind of thing. Yeah, at 22. So do the math. That was 13 years ago. That's right. Uh, it's, there's just 354 days remaining in this Gregorian calendar. It was on this date in 1759. That the first American life insurance company, 1759, we had the first American life insurance company, The cor- get the name of this, the Corporation for Relief of Poor and Distressed Presbyterian Ministers and of the Poor and Distressed Widows and Children of the Presbyterian Ministers. <clears throat> wow. Really got to work on the branding on that. It's now part of the Unum Group, which is incorporated in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Wow. 
Wow. That's a little, I'm not sure that's better. <laughs> I, I hope they didn't pay for the letter on the signage. Right. <laughs> All right. It was 236 years ago today that William Herschel discovered Titania and Oberon, two moons of Uranus. <laughs> he said Herschel. <laughs> he said Titania. <laughs> it was on this date in 1908 that the Grand Canyon National Monument is created. And it was also in the state in 1922 that Leonard, 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 Leotard, Leotard Thompson became the first person to be injected with insulin. 1908. The Grand Canyon looks much older than that. Mm, yeah. It was also on January 11, 1927, Louis B. Mayer. Yep, you know that mayor from... Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, MGM, announced the creation of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences at a banquet in Los Angeles, California. It sound like you just stood up and said, hey, I got an idea. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Also, today in, in 1935, Amelia Earhart became the first person to fly solo from Hawaii to California. Very good. Not just the first woman, but the first person. Nobody tried that before. Yeah. Yeah. That same date in 1949, the first, quote, networked television broadcasted, took place as KDKA-TV in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It went on the air connecting the East Coast and Midwest programming. And 55 years ago today was the uh, end of network programming with Netflix. <laughs> no. <laughs> Read on, It was smart also guy. on the... Do it. Read on, smart guy. All right. All right, it was on this date in 1964 that the Surgeon General of the United States, Dr. Luther Terry, M.D., uh, publishes the landmark report, Smoking and Health, Report of the Advisory Committee to the Surgeon General of the United States. Here comes. Said that smoking may be hazardous to your health. May. They left the word may in there. Uh, sparking. Sparking fire. Get it? It's funny. Um National and worldwide anti-smoking efforts. Didn't go on the package of cigarettes yet. That wasn't that wasn't in '64, but they were on their way. Yeah. Yep. That same date in 2020, just a few scant years ago, municipal health officials in Wuhan announced the first recorded death from yeah COVID-19. Our old friend, the gift wow, that keeps on up giving. In the history. Yeah, that makes you feel like. Hardly a day has gone by, has it? I know. That was three years ago, buddy. That's right. Happy birthday. And and some people said, ah, oh, this will be over in a couple of weeks. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you. I thought it was going to be a few months, at least a few months. No, I, I could tell it was a long haul thing. Happy birthday goes out on this date to English engineer and architect Samuel Bentham, born in the state in 1757. And Ezra Cornell, the American business and philanthropist, uh, founded Western Union and Cornell University, was born on the same date in 1807. Western Union, Swedish mathematician and physicist Albert Victor Bachlund was born on this date in 1845. And G.W. Pierce, American physicist and academic, was born on the same date in 1872. Lawrence Hammond, the actor, excuse me, the American engineer and businessman, founded the Hammond Clock Company, was born 128 years ago today, or 2 to the 7th if you're a nerd. His time has run out. Get it? Anyway. Hmm. Uh, born January 11th, 1906, 
Swiss chemist and academic, discovery of LSD, Albert Hoffman. Cool, man. Far out. Peace. Yeah, tune in and, or drop in and tune out. I can see this podcast, man. I can see the colors coming out of my speakers. Russian colonel, pilot, and astronaut Lev <laughs> Diomin was born 97 years ago today. An American web developer and businessman co- co-created WordPress, which we use all I use all over the place. Matt Mullenweg was as 39. Is that 39? I yeah. Be slightly older by no. Now. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, wow. Okay. He invented it when he was eight years old. <laughs> uh, probably not far off. Um, Listener birthdays see. this week include the 13th, Tim Cook. Yes. Glenn Toller on the 14th. The 15th is Ralph Whitfield, a.k.a. Goofy Ralph, and Fuffy Frog on the 17th. That's the way it was on this day in history for January 11th, 2023. <laughs> And if you want to get on the birthday calendar, you can go over to chuckchat.com slash birthday. That's for all you audio people. For the people watching on video, Craig's going to put that lower third up right now that says birthday calendar, chuckchat.com slash birthday in three, two. There it is. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you very much. We'd love to give you a shout out. I was hitting the the short keys and my focus was on on something else and it was like bc bc I was like trying to get tmi buddy leave the post-production yeah. to the post-production <laughs> all right if you if it is your birthday and you're not on the calendar we wish you all the best and uh hope you hopefully you can get over to chuckchat.com slash birthday get your name on the calendar we'll give you a shout out at the appropriate time of year yeah let's continue on with the news with a random blue button hey. by the Good way news everyone Yes. Mike Robeson chimed in. I think this is one of his uh, wishes for the new year. Better internet so he can watch more live feeds. I think it's Robeson. Robeson. I keep messing. I mess it up. I'm sorry. There's, there's your goal for 2023. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wouldn't be Technorama if Craig pronounced names correctly. <laughs> Don't start. Don't start with that. <laughs> 18 years. <laughs> It's my stick, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's your brand. You got to stick with it. That's right. All right. We have a number of articles here, three of them for the news segment. The first one is from the U.S. Sun, which uh, introduces us to another use for artificial intelligence. Now we've seen AI draw pictures, artwork. Craig was showing us some of those just before we started the audio recording. We've seen AI with chat GPT doing some amazing things like even write scripts to potentially put some developers out of you out of, out of work. Well, now we're after the lawyers because you know, that's just what it is. What there, there's a company named I'm looking for do not pay and do okay. not pay has created an AI chatbot, much like chat GPT. And it is yes. going to take in the facts from a court case and, advise the council on what they should do. So it's not it's not going to stand up and say, I object, <laughs> okay, right? right. It, it's going to be listening to things that are happening in the courtroom, and it will take that all into account, and the AI will process this and send it back. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, I think it's interesting. Well, remember they were uh, talking about using Watson, IBM's computer to... Not make judgments call. Well, I guess kind of got make judgments call judgment calls on uh, medical uh, 
diagnosis. So we're getting um, to that one too soon. <laughs> yeah. So well, yeah, I mean, they were they were feeding it all kinds of medical journals and whatnot periodicals, and it was coming up with some stuff that people hadn't realized thought or thought about before. So I don't know. I think it's kind of interesting. I don't know if I would uh, want to rely on it for you know somebody's going to prison or not the kind of thing i don't know i like it from the standpoint that you think of the massive massive amount of cases that lawyers need to reference you know oh that was you know jones versus state of education in a 1964 when the case yielded this really just all those results and all of those cases that you need to keep track of or research this could really help crush a lot of that down because I'd, i'd be interested in seeing if we can get that sort of library on demand real quick too. Yeah, almost like uh when you're watching sports and they're feeding all these stats into like AWS or something and they come back right. and go, "Oh, you know, if he gets 3 more yards, he'll beat so and so's record from 1982 uh yeah. or or this is the third time that this team has done this since the the you know such and yeah. such playoffs all the little facts that they throw out really and some of them are really obscure really obscure yeah. like you couldn't do that without some fast stats on a computer mm-hmm. and and I, i'd be curious to see if ai can help us with the with the volumes of information from law cases in the past so that could potentially speed up the law process because think of how much time or, lawyers need to prepare for a case. And, and it's like, this is, this is crazy. You know what? It sounds like you're describing like hmm. a paralegal, somebody you can, maybe yeah. somebody uh, you could ask a question about, uh, to the GPT or, or maybe the, three or four legals. Yeah. We don't need just a paralegal. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you could say, do I have a case or is there something I should do for this or just do for that? And maybe it can give you some advice before passing you on to the attorney. All right. Do let's use computers for that grudge work, drudge work that you know humans don't like doing, so that the hey, lawyers can focus yeah. on those well crafted statements to persuade the jury. When well, I've got an idea, why don't we get two chatbots to sue each other so we don't even have to be involved? We just find out what happened at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Take us out of the whole thing completely. <laughs> uh, I don't think I'm going to put my money there. Okay. And they'll still right. charge no. way too much. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. All right. We have some uh, space porn you, for you. Do you know the cost of electricity today? <laughs> justification for the bill. <laughs> GPUs aren't as cheap as they used to be. <laughs> Crypto is out. My my mom wanted me to be a Bitcoin miner. <laughs> Oh boy. My parent process thought I was slow. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, we, we've got some space. Could, I hear yeah. another country song coming up about being a Bitcoin miner. There's daughter. There you go. Bitcoin miner's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by Patsy Clone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it. Oh, that's it. Uh, uh, that's All right. Should we, should we share this wonderful picture? We have this great yeah. space picture, a uh, Hubble space image of, it's actually like a little small cluster of stars that's diffusing over time into, what was it? The small Magellanic cloud, which is one of the globular clusters just outside of the Milky Way. So I thought it was pretty cool. And I, I don't yeah. have much to say about that other than it's a cool picture. 
It is a cool picture. All right, back to our regularly scheduled talking heads. We had a third story in the news. Uh, sadly, Mr. Oh, where'd the story go? Oh, it scrolled too far down. Uh, Mr. Sim Wong Hu. You may not recognize that name at first, but you certainly know his work if you've been around the computer industry for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, he passed away on January 4th at age 67, which doesn't feel that old anymore to some of us older timers. I used to think it was old. Yeah, now, now. I was like, wow, you made it all the way to 67. I was like, oh, you only made it to 67. Even 77 is starting to sound young. But anyway, yeah. uh, he was the founder of Creative Technology, a.k.a. Creative Labs, as it was called in the U.S. They were the people that came up with Sound Blaster. Now, in the early days, let me take you to the Wayback Machine into the 80s. He founded this company in 1981. In the early 80s, computers didn't have much for sound. And really. you had to add like a beeps. sound card. Yeah, yeah if more you like were, just a beep, like a uh, Pezio. Or maybe 8-bit sound if you were dealing with like a Commodore or something. You know. mm -hmm. uh, well, that was, was kind of groundbreaking in itself. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this was full-on stereo quality sound out of your machine. It took up a slot. You had to put in a physical card, and they often yep. had like RCA jacks in or out, and uh, so your your computer could place, and then you'd have your external speaker sitting on your desk. And mm -hmm. I I don't know that I actually maybe I did own. I I don't know if I actually owned a Sound Blaster branded oh. card at any time. I know I did. Uh, yeah, I know I did. Well, I, I had, built computers I, for a living. That's what I did. Yeah. And we had parts and not, um, I built one with, a, of course, I'm like, I go, oh, got to have a sound blaster in it, you know. And eventually motherboard started including the sound technology in there, which was the death yes. of that product line. What I didn't realize is that Creative also launched a range of MP3 players. Yes, and they, uh, they, they kind of went head to head with Apple going, um... Your iPod stole our interface, and mm -hmm. apparently there was like a hundred million dollar settlement on something like that. Oh yeah, well that well Creative was uh, on the forefront regarding the players, and I remember they had some funky ones and just um, you know different different designs. But yeah, I uh, I had forgotten about that settlement with Apple. Yeah. <laughs> So we will, we, we, you know, don't like hearing about the, the news of some of these pioneers, but if, if you ever get in a trivia question, have something to do with creative labs with sound blaster, just throw the name Sim Wong Hu out there. And they'll say, huh? Now, who is, who's the current CEO? They said, uh, uh, CEO is right now is Sung Su, I, I can't pronounce it. S-I-O-W. So. Hui, H-U-I. I apologize I was, for massacring that. Uh, I was surprised Creative is still around. What are they doing now? I have no idea. Hmm. But whatever it is, it's probably pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Should we go on to our next segment? Sure. We have some hacks and strange stories to tell you about. Yeah, we do. And the first one is about the ISS. Now, we like ourselves some good ISS stories. Yes. And uh, and the one thing that you can certainly get away from on board the ISS, the International Space Station, is gravity. Now, That's right. 
there are things you can do in space and there are things you can't do very well in space. One of the things you can do is build like structures, 3D structures without the impact of gravity. So if you think about, hey, I want to string a wire from here to here, there's going to be a sag in it because of gravity. Not so in space. Well, what they are right. doing, at first I thought they were going to be telling us about like three printers and whatnot, but what they're doing is building uh, like parts almost, like th- not 3D printed parts. And it's it's more like injection molding, only the molding is a silicone skin. So they make the silicone skin into some uh, some shape that they need, and then they put this resin in it, and then they hit it with UV light. The UV light goes through the silicone skin and hardens mm-hmm. whatever's inside it. Can't do that in gravity. So they're doing this prototype. MIT has set up, uh, they, they sent up this um, sort of builder kit, maker fair if you want, in November, right. and they're going to be using this for, uh, what is it, 45 days aboard the ISS, making all kinds of parts. And if it's successful, it could lead to uh, like replacement parts. I go, hey, we, you know, we, we broke a bolt or something on the ISS. They yeah. could use something so like this to make a new one or could mm-hmm. be a step towards, as they mentioned in here, uh, habitats or other structures on the moon or Mars. You know, just learning how to deal with different gravities and, and the impact on that. You know, uh, yeah, because they, <clears throat> I know they were work. They have been using some three D printing on the ISS to to for some things that they needed. You know, uh, without having to wait to have them shipped up, and this is even cooler because they can make these things like this without the constraints of gravity. So, exactly. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was thinking about when. Uh, you know, when Brad made this little Technorama Chuck and Craig thing for us, it had to have yeah. various supports. Now, some of that is is like if you're if you're making the letter C, you need the support because you can't print in space mm-hmm. without some kind of support. <laughs> even even if you were in space with zero G, that piece would float away off. before yeah. you you got it completed. So you you That's may right. still need some supports, but you may not need as much structural support for things that would sag or droop or whatever. Well, I'm starting to. Mm-hmm. We had old people, and now we got sagging and drooping. This show is hitting a theme here. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> I need to order that Technorama sign. I need to go. Um, yes, you do. Yeah. How are you going to print it, or will it come pre-printed? I think you, you just can get order. Like, oh, okay. You can have somebody I mean, else print you, you it. Can, yeah, you can order it, and they'll they'll print it sent to okay. you. Okay. And then we can have a painting contest. Now I'm not painting mine. Yeah. It glows in the dark. Oh, that's even better. Mm. You can, maybe you should get the glow into the dark one. See if you can get that, get that filament. I need a 3D printer. I'm, that's what I need. All right. One more that we've got here from the Hacks of Strange Stories. I don't even know if this is Strange Stories. This is this is a follow-on from an idea. It sounds very similar to what we talked to Dr. Micho Kaku years and years ago. Was it 2007, 2008 when he well, came out with his book, Physics of the Impossible? Yeah. Well, the reason I put it under here is because uh, I, I thought it was funny that you know, CS, CS, CES, and they're peeing everywhere to, <laughs> to test out the sensor. <laughs> I, I, this is, so what we're talking about is a sensor that you would put in your toilet bowl that would analyze your urine, male, female, whatever. And 
right Whatever. now they've got it set up for a couple of different things to monitor. Mm-hmm. One is say your nutritional status. Hey, you're low on vitamin C or you know, the, it, it reminds Congratulations. me of, Congratulations, Chuck. You're pregnant. Well, no, it does. There's another sensor that will check ovulation cycle. Clearly, I wouldn't be using that one. But it could, yeah. it could put, one of the things we were talking about in, in our discussion, you know, this is now going on 15 years ago, Craig, mm-hmm. with, with Dr. Kaku was, he said, imagine where you had a sensor in your toilet or in the urinal and when you peed on it, it would send information to your doctor or tell you right away on an app yeah. that said, hey, we've got the you know, pre-stages or we're detecting possibility of cancer. Like, mm-hmm. whoa, you know, as somebody who's dealt with cancer, that would have been really nice to know way early well, on. As somebody that hasn't had it, and I don't want it, so it'd be nice to know sooner. Re- yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome, I think though. this has real benefits. They, they, they're not to that yes. point yet, where they, but they are looking at that. They're also trying to figure out how do you send that information? You know, let's say I, I get the alert on my phone that says, um, you know, this indicator is off a little bit. Can you, can you work with the doctor? Can you send that information directly to the doctor? This is where I come back to my whole ideal world of uh, HIPAA, health and privacy and all the information, I should be the owner of that. I should have a vault, much like my passwords, where it contains all this information, family history, my surgeries that I've had, any other procedures, treatments, medications, all that stuff that makes me me, that I have to fill out Mm -hmm. on every gosh dang form on every doctor's office, Right. right? Whether it's online or gasp old clipboard. I should be able to say, I am at Dr. Hutchins' office, and I want her to have this information for 30 days, 90 days, indefinitely, whatever. But it's my information to share and retract and control for their system. Now, it may be part of their system. You know, I think most doctors in the U.S. anyway use this medical system called Epic. I know there's other systems out there, but that seems mm-hmm. to be the one that I'm running into most often. And it would have my vault, but allow me to control who has access or entitlement to what information. Uh, yeah. it, that's that's my ideal vision. I never want to fill out another effing clipboard again in the future. Well, but this would yeah. help feed into that. And, and you know, they, much like, um, you know, because honestly, a couple of years ago, I was trying to get a... a a heart, what was it? A heart procedure, but the dentist, something, they, they needed to say, oh, Chuck, you need to stop taking aspirin. Oh, that's what it was. The dentist wanted to do some periodontal work, some gum tissue work. And they right. said a week before, stop taking the aspirin. Well, my cardiologist has me taking 81 milligrams a day. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's very common for older people. And uh, I count myself as one of those. The, uh, but they needed permission and they needed to fax it from one doctor to the other. And and, and I'm at a work conference. Wait, did you say tra- fax it? Yes. I'm trying to track down why the dentist hasn't faxed the cardiologist and why the cardiologist. I said, this is stupid. You know, that's when I came up with the idea. I should be able to go on my phone and go, you know, Dr. Hata gets this yeah. information and, you know, do you accept yes or no? Just... <laughs> 
It, it, we can fix this. Yeah. This is this is our occupational hazard of working at the company where we do, Craig, is we see mm-hmm. these inefficiencies and we go, I can fix this. Okay, I'm getting on a rant now based off of this well, wonderful article. You know, Google was doing, uh, they had a health uh, thing just like what you're talking about for a while, but I think it, they killed off the beta because there was too many concerns about the, um, you know, the HIPAA stuff. The oh, privacy. totally. There's, there's security and whatnot, privacy mm-hmm. uh Ranger Craig says it's called HMO. <laughs> That's right. So uh, I I think they they did kill that off, but I thought it sounded pretty intriguing. You know, I was like, hey, it'd be nice to just you know send the next doctor or whoever needs your information, just you know, email it over instead of faxing it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even trust email at this point, Craig. It, it it's oh, got to no. be you know a, a system much like your password vault, where I say. I want to share this information with Craig. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can do that with other systems on the internet in a very secure and encrypted way. So this is. Well, going back to the urinal, the <laughs> electronic urinal cake, I think it's, uh, it's interesting and I would, I'd totally be down for it, but it's a little pricey. It's like oh, yeah. 27 bucks. Oh, I thought it was in the $500 range, but yeah, that's still a little pricey. That's what I said. 527 but, bucks. But you know, time. I'm I'm optimistic that time will bring that down and increase mm-hmm. the capabilities. So I mean, yeah, we talked to him like 15 years ago. Imagine it, it, now that it's a reality. Well, this is this isn't I'm, much different than my pool sensor, Craig. Once a night, it goes and tests the water for the pH, the chlorine, yeah, sure, the temperature, yeah. and it sends it to my phone, and you get these nice bar charts. So I I can imagine something similar to that, where yeah. you know over time, I right now uh, I'm going to be a little too transparent, but there's a number of things that my, I, I have various doctors in various disciplines monitoring certain things and they're like, Hey, you're borderline here. Let's test you every year or every two mm-hmm. years and see how that's right. tracking. Mm-hmm. So you want that detection. Imagine colonoscopies. You know, if you get a clean bill of health, they don't ask you for another 10 years, 10 years. Yeah. That yep. seems a little too far for me. Not that I want a colonoscopy every weekend. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. Well, the last time I did, I think he said five. Well, what I did was I didn't have the, the traditional colonoscopy. I did the, um, the Cologuard where you mail it off. But yeah. It, it, poop in a box. <laughs> Which I thought was, a, was fun. I kept laughing because I kept thinking, oh, it's actually legal for me to go in this box and ship it off somewhere in the mail. <laughs> just And then you light it on fire on somebody's porch, yeah. right? Yeah, that mailman's <laughs> trying to put it out. And, no. Okay. But, but um, the, the more you can, the more you can prevent things like this or get earlier detection so they're not as severe, then the more your long-term health costs will come down. Right. So this is a good thing in the end. That oh, sure. Ca- that was just not an intentional pun. Sorry. Yeah. I was just thinking, uh, I hope they have, I know what, like my scale. Yep. Uh, if more, if multiple people are set up for it, it'll, it'll know that different people are standing on it. Yeah. I wonder if this would actually know. Oh, it does. The, you, the video, the guy you said. Your information and instead yeah, of. They said multiple people can use this. Take, yes. Is yeah. it based on the angle? <laughs> it knows who's, who's. The angle. Know, yeah. Well, and the flow. Well, getting, and I was the, just thinking, okay, uh, your case in point, you and I, we drive to Vegas, we drive back 
and we both have to go to the bathroom as soon as we get to your house. Yep. Cause it's a long trip. And all of a sudden you're, you're getting some weird imbalance information because you know, something because I peed on it. Flow detected from unknown user, unknown user <laughs> source has <laughs> unknown user has tennis elbow. Yeah. They're in eight or one. <laughs> I'll be back. Arnold Schwarzenegger in the urinator. Yeah. Well, I do think it's fascinating and uh, so many jokes. Non invasive. So, yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I'm totally for it. Yeah. All right. That was our Hacks of Strange Stories. Now, to give a shout out to the chat room, we we never really came up with a shout out to the chat room sound. (laughs) Really is that. So, there are a number of people that join us on Sunday nights at 9 30. Eastern time on Facebook right. and YouTube. Join our chat. We'd love to see you there. Come on along. Just look for Technorama Podcast on YouTube or Facebook. You'll find us there. We've got Mike Robison and Craig Glasner. We shouted out before. We've got John Miller Jr. Those seem to be our loyal compatriots. We've got a few other people that haven't said anything in the chat, so we don't know you're there, but if you are there, you could give us a shout out. We'll give you the same. Otherwise, we'll just... Thank you quietly from over here in the corner. Yeah, I'll just for joining our I'll podcast. I'll think about you. We'll wonder. Join us. Come join us. We don't have anything in the remember when, so we're going to move on to the Patreons. Yeah, there we go. So we have a number of people that have decided to be generous with their funds for as little as a <laughs> dollar a show. Guest has crossed a stream. <laughs> don't cross the streams; it would be bad. No. And on that comment, we just lost two more viewers. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Nice job. Nice job. Well, thank you to our patrons. These are the people who really support the show. They keep the funds going. They make sure that our bandwidth and our hosting and our stream. Now I said can't say stream without getting a little chuckle inside. I know. Our live stream. We, we <laughs> Yeah, no. Just stop right there. Every week. Every week. We are there. Thank you very much to Alexis Duran. <laughs> Amber Elstad, Amy Bowen, Abner Braverman, Ben Vaughn, Brian Brown, Chris Martinez, Chris MC, Dandy Mancoyer, thank you, Dean Jensen, Denise Inglis, Gary Lindros, John Clifford, John Noble, thank you, Yorga Shrawin, and Crazy Joe Adventures. He just came out with another video. That was kind of fun, watching his arcade. Kyle Nishioka, a.k.a. Mad Marv. Oh, yeah. It's spelled K-Y-L-E, but it's pronounced Mad Marv. Leon and Mark Kilfoyle, thank you to Brad Miller, Mike Wills, Paul Mackey, Saturday Morning Media, Stephen Weshy, Steve Therian, thank you, Steve Cody, Steve London, and Tim Cook. All of you make this show possible. Thank you. Yes. Let's see where the music is. A long way from the end, so we'll just tune it out and come back. There we go. If you are feeling generous. If you enjoy this show, if we've made you laugh or you learned something by accident, then we invite you to join us. Patreon.com slash Technorama Podcast is where you can go sign up. There's different levels. Like I said, as little as a dollar a show. Very much appreciated. And in return, you get certain perks like an an episode, kind of a backstage pass to this show where Craig and I hang out and discuss things that are sometimes technical. solved all the world's problems. Yeah, that's that's where the secret society is and you only get in if you got the magic ring. Yeah, and and know the handshake and the password. Yeah, the Technorama Illuminati. 
<laughs> aluminum what? Yeah, aluminum. And uh, aluminum. we also periodically through the year send out little tchotchkes, mostly in the form of postcards. <laughs> one, one of those, but we're looking at other options this year. And if you get to the t-shirt tier, I know it's starting to sound like a PBS thing at this point. Friends of the show, get a tote bag. Hey. Maybe we should make tote bags. <laughs> yeah. We did sh- send shirts out. We did send. I'm wearing one of, well, not this exact model, but I am wearing. I almost Maybe, maybe this will be our shirt. 2021 model. Don't know yet. Yeah. <laughs> we, we're we're going to start working on the design because it takes us forever to get that approved. <laughs> yeah. All right. We have another quick segment called Pass Me the Remote. Okay, I did hear the harp strings that time. That's right. <laughs> we have, uh, these are TV shows and movies and books and things that Craig and I have read, written, not written, watched, something like that. <laughs> written? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, haven't you written a movie lately? Yes, I have. <laughs> okay. A couple of them, one of them is very it popular bombed. right now on Netflix called Glass Onion, The Glass Onion Knives Out. Yes. And uh, very interesting show. I think you watched that. Did you mention this on a recent show as well? Last week, I mentioned it, yes. Okay, so you already watched it. I started to put my name down here too because I was like, oh, I saw it. I went, wait a minute, I think I talked about it last it's week. It's long. It's really long. It's like two and a half hours or more. Uh, I, yeah. you know, we were watching and watching and going, is it over yet? Oh my God, we're only 45 minutes into it. So it starts out a little slow, but you need that buildup. In fact, we we paused it at about 45, 48 minutes and uh, went and ate dinner, came back, and then the show turned around. I was like, wow, if we had just watched another scene, it would have it would have picked up. Oh, yeah. So that was the yeah, you know, kind of the a lot of setup, point. yeah. There yeah. is a lot of setup, and you need that setup for the depth of these characters to understand their backstory. Um, Daniel Craig is obviously one of the bigger stars. Daniel Batista is also in this, and a number of... Dave. Dave, sorry. <laughs> what did I say? Daniel Craig and Daniel Batista? Yeah. They're brothers. Did you know that? They look yeah. so much alike. The, uh, uh, but it, it, it's, uh, oh, who was the, who was the guy who played the, the, the rich guy? Uh, he was, he was uh, I, I was trying to play some, he reminds me of, uh, he reminds me of Cameron from Ferris Bueller, but it's not him. So anyway. Oh, you're, you're talking about, um, now you messed me up. Yeah. See, yeah. I messed you up. It's all my fault that you right. can't ever think of a name. <laughs> <laughs> but I liked it. I, at, at the end of Ed the Norton. day, oh my god, Ed Norton. Ed yes. Norton, yes. Yeah. At the end of the day, I liked it. Uh, yes, I, they. Um, it was a bit predictable in places. Like as soon as they had a flashback, and uh, um, you know, the girl said, hey, "You know, my twin sister." I'm like, I know exactly where this is going to go. He's going to put her in the yeah. line of fire, and blah blah blah. I was like, yep. Sure enough, it went there. Uh, well. What I liked was, and I mentioned this last time, is like you you watch the story and gets to a point, then they almost retell it with a different layer. You're like, oh, that's why it was like that. Then you find yeah. out something totally different later. It's like I know, thought um, the ending would be a bit different, you know, because yes. he all uh, but makes a confession. Well, he does make a confession right in front of them. They're like, where's her recorder that she's had for the last four days? And yeah. It's like. Okay, well, so, remember spoilers here, you know. Yeah, okay. So fairly new. It's yeah. it's it's a it's a good show. If you want to just sit back and relax and watch a fun movie, 
Yeah, like Daniel it. Craig nailed actually all the actors uh, really nailed their parts. I it's got a southern was, accent now. That was interesting to watch that after just watching all of the uh, James Bond with Daniel Craig and um. Yeah, well, he had a he had that same accent in the first one in the uh, Knives Out movie. That was Knives um, Out that I was talking about. No, there's a Knives Out. Oh, uh, okay. This is this is a second in the series. And um, Ryan Johnson was trying to. I'm gonna have to go look he, for that. Yeah, Ryan Johnson had a. Um, he loved the old Agatha Christie uh, stories, you know, where they have a the group of people yeah. and they're trying to figure out who done it, kind of thing. That's why he made this movie like this. Uh, you know, you got these larger than life characters, and um, got to kind of figure out who did what. So, gotcha. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I liked it. I liked it. And a if lot. you're careful, uh, you'll learn what a malapropism is. Wait, wait, so you didn't see the first one? I did not see the first one. I'm going to go back okay. and watch that. Yeah, you and I got to oh, find out where I can watch it first. You don't need to know the first one. It's a, its own story, but um, yeah. it's more the same. All right. So I will yeah. go look for where I can find it. Also, um, another one I watched was Inside the Mind of a Cat, because we are cat owners. You don't want to go there. Actually, it was very educational. I I wasn't okay. sure. If, if thought at first, I thought it was going to be you know kind of humorous and stupid, and you know look at these funny things cats do. It was actually no, that, it was. I think a, you're thinking of our podcast. Yeah, funny and stupid. Good description. No, this was filled with a lot of research because they said you know there's been a lot of research on dogs and their behavior and their relationship with mm-hmm. humans. Haven't done the same level of research with cats until like the last ten or so years. And, and they've discovered all these behaviors and went, oh, okay. So, you know, if I do this, the cat can change its behavior a little bit. Or if I do this, it, I, I, you know, I come across as less threatening. So I found it interesting as much as you know, there, there were a few points in there. I went, yep, that's what that means. Yep. When the cat's doing this, that you can, after you've had a cat for a while, you can kind of get, gauge the behaviors. So some of this was I think towards, I should probably watch this because it, it is four of them. I got yeah. four of them to. You may interact with them a little differently. I tried some of the uh, the the tips they said on our outdoor cat that adopted us. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to take time. They said patience is the key with cats. Oh yeah, absolutely. and and they they have a short attention span. So if, if... wait, I always wondered. Uh, well, you know, I, for a long time I was looking for answers for like what's the average intelligence in, of a dog compared to a, a person and it's like a, what a toddler <laughs> or some dogs are more, of course, uh, just like people. But they did, um, they did prove things like mi- common misconceptions. Like cats do recognize their name. Uh, yeah, they, I believe that. Oh, I know that. Yes, yeah. I do. Yeah. Whether they choose to react or not <laughs> or what their reaction is, is still up for debate. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so there was a lot yeah, of fascinating did, stuff. They, like, oh, I choose to ignore you. Right. Oh, he doesn't know his name. <laughs> you know? I'm going to give you that slow blank and look away. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But yeah, I, I do I do believe that because I've, I've said their names and, um, you know, I get reaction from one cat and not the others. So, yeah. Yep. But, you know, like, just like dogs, cats have been uh, companions to humans for a long time. So. Right. You know, they even I, did a little. Obviously, they've grown. Obviously, they've they've grown um, to uh, into that into that role. I guess uh, kind of like dogs have. You know, 
they kind of learn and they live with us and how to do things. There was even some things that suggested cats have modified their like purring to make us love them more. Like, hmm. Okay. So now we know who's Uh, in control. I'm sorry. I don't see that. (laughs) (laughs) Got to watch the show, man. Got to watch the show. I'll I'll check it out. All right, we're going to move into the Geek Library real quick with just a couple of tips for you. Not going to go through all of them. One is very visual, too. First one is from Cracked.com. It says 15 science facts that aren't facts at all. I'm not going to read all of them to you, but... uh, the first one made me kind of go, wait, they're not even close on this one, or, or they need to be a little clearer. It says, science oh, yeah. totally understands how bees fly. Turns out you shouldn't get your science lessons from Seinfeld movies. I mean, episodes? <laughs> the idea that no, bees- No, 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 the, the bee movie. Oh, gotcha. Do you remember that? The idea you know. that bees shouldn't be able to fly according to the laws of physics has been outdated f- by about 100 years. It's actually bumblebees. They missed the keyword bumblebees. That's the one that's always got the myth that. Oh, they're saying bumblebees shouldn't be able to fly. That's that's the that's the common myth. But they're just saying bees. It's like, of course, bees can fly. Yeah, beans. <laughs> uh, there's another one about chameleons the and their com- camouflage. Hey, that was the other common word they missed. Beans. Craig, <laughs> number thirteen is the one for you. Toilets don't flush the oh. other way around in the other hemisphere. Ah. <laughs> oh. Really? The Simpsons, the Simpsons lied, lied to you. To yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, remember asking um, uh, Philip, you know that. Yeah, if Phillip. he could have reached through the microphone and slapped you, he would have. I know. Sugar doesn't make you hyper. No. It's not dangerous to wake up a sleepwalker. We have more than five senses. And he hey, guess. Yeah. By the way. It's only dangerous when you, you you wake them when they're holding that jar of pickles. You, you wake know? them and they're having an angry fighting com- Mortal Kombat <laughs> dream. Yeah, wake them before they pick up the knife in the right. kitchen. All right. Ostriches don't stick their head in the sand when they're scared. This one I thought was interesting. Drinking milk won't give you strong bones. In fact, drinking too much milk might actually make things worse. So grow up and drink water like an, like an adult. Yeah, I mean now you, get, you need you calcium, calcium stuff from food. Yeah, you get that from f- other food sources, right? But yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it. I wouldn't tell somebody they shouldn't drink milk. I, I don't know. Calcium is an important important to your bone structure, especially as you get older. Uh, let's see. Peeing on a jellyfish sting doesn't help. Oh, I I've dispelled that one. Oh boy, you didn't actually try this. <laughs> no, but I didn't. Uh, but uh, my nephew uh, got stung by uh, a jellyfish while we were at a beach house, and um, we just took uh, what was it? Just warm uh, soapy water and calmed it down. It calmed it down. Uh, mice don't love cheese. They actually think the smell of some cheeses are really gross because you know it is controlled spoilage after a while why would they want to eat something that's rotten uh Hmm. blood isn't blue before it's exposed to oxygen so for all you people that think you're upper crust try again you got to come up with (laughs) something no but it's actually like 
in a slightly different color, but not, um, it's a deeper red, but it is red. It's just the way that the light reflects off of your skin when it's doing that. Um, the, the fallacy about you don't touch a baby bird or it'll be abandoned because they can smell it on you. You know, I always, you on them. No, I always heard that. Um, even when I was a birds have a, don't have a very good sense of smell. So that's no. Oh, well, like I said, that's something I've heard ever since I was a kid. Have you not? I mean, you've heard the it, same thing, right? You were told it to leave the birds alone because you can you can harm no, them in other ways. This is something that you've heard as well, right? I did. Yeah. So. And it's funny. The Earth is not round. It's not a sphere. Okay. It's not flat. Oh, it's not flat. I'm say, what are you saying, Chuck? Okay. All the right. technical name is an. It's an oblate spheroid. It bulges at the center because of the way that the spin pulls. Yeah, spin. Yeah. It, it flattens at the poles a little bit. If you want to see an exaggerated example, look at Saturn sometime. Look at a good high resolution view of Saturn. Oh, yeah, you will got, see it is. Kind of it's been it's been smooshed a little bit. It's wider at the equator. So, yep. If it the the moon is more spherical than we are. All right, one more yeah. that's mostly pictorial, and we're not going to go through all these. There are fifty six retro future pictures which are just a treat to look at. About. I love this stuff. And some I of them go back stuff. into the 1800s. I mean, this is like John yep. Jacob Astor envisioning. There, there was one of Seattle. They're like, well, there's a tower, a really tall tower that stands out. Doesn't look like the Space Needle at all, but it's there. These are fun to look at. I love this art. Uh, the, the What they thought things were going to look like in the future. There's, yep. a, there's one right there. Um, 13 of 56 there's the home there's a home the it's like the dad and the son are on the on the ground and the family's flying around like the jetsons in a ufo thing with the dog and everything an american mother and daughter arrive home from shopping in a futuristic spaceship circa 1950s yeah. they do have they it's do right. have some things right like self-driving cars hey everybody let's play scrabble yeah. in the back seat that's right oh wait in the future it's going to be called shrabble travel <laughs> yeah so uh, lots of fun stuff about transportation there's there's one that has them launching into space but it's called like futurist uh, uh airways or something uh, i was like mm-hmm. wait there's no airways in space why would you even call your company that there's a uh uni- unique bus of future to duplicate speed of railroads it hauls cars and bus this bus is like a big almost like a land yacht <laughs> that you can load up with other vehicles, house right. planes and cars. It's kind of like a roaming Carvana store. <laughs> yeah. Right. We'll deliver your car to you. We'll deliver the whole bloody showroom to you. <laughs> so yeah, there are a lot of fun things to look at. We invite you to go over to the show notes for episode 697. I almost said 127. That's the other show. 697. 700. Yeah, we are. A few more weeks. Over at uh, chuckchat.com slash technorama or look for Technorama Podcast anywhere in your search engines. And with that, we leave you with one final question of the week. What is a 100% scam? But we accept it anyway in our society because we're just that dumb. Hmm. Mm, We're going to leave that with you to think about. We'll put it on social media next week so that you can come back, answer the question. We'll read your funny answers on the air just like last time. Insurance companies. Insurance companies are a scam and we protect... 
lawyers. No, we need lawyers. <laughs> Trust me. When when you need legal help, you need a lawyer. Don't go yeah. it alone, people. The uh, yeah, they're stupid until you need one. <laughs> Just the, the one that I like that that Dave Slusher pointed out because he's a thoughtful individual was uh, cloud storage. It's basically ransomware. We upload our stuff and they charge us money, or they'll delete it. <laughs> like, how is yeah. this a good idea? <laughs> Yeah, well, you can kind of say that about a lot of things. But yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, taxes. There you go. Taxes are a scam. Yeah, well, yeah. Till you need to uh, federal taxes, I, I would I would say, but until you need to, uh, you know, fix a road or build a school or pay for teachers, someone's got to do that. It's got to come from the communal coffers in some way. All right, that's a that's a Tim Adamick discussion right there. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah. yeah, we've 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 gotten in deep a couple of nights. All right, this is the end of the show, so we are going to play the music and get on out of here. If you can want to get a hold of us, Craig's going to put some information for the viewers on the screen, or nah. I'm going to tell you seven zero seven five three zero two four two eight is the number you want to call on your futuristic telephone device. <laughs> your magic rectangle in your pocket. <laughs> that didn't. That no. That, Wait, that, didn't, that didn't come out right either. <laughs> Magic rectangle. Right. <laughs> 707-530-CHAT is the number you want to remember, or put it in your speed dial. Give us a call anytime or text us. We I don't know if anybody has anybody actually tried that yet. I didn't I looked uh We tested it a while back. Yeah. Okay. But you gotta let us know. Email us, technorama at chuckchat.com. We'd love to hear from you. Any time of year. It doesn't have to be national, international. Contact, reach out, voicemail, Technorama Month, whatever we called it. Give us a binary high five because the music's over, Craig. All right, one zero one. One zero 